Thomas, a 16-year-old high school student, has been navigating a complex web of challenges since coming out as transgender. Despite having a supportive family, Thomas faces systemic barriers and overt discrimination at school, contributing to a significant decline in his mental health. He encounters daily microaggressions, misgendering from peers and staff, and feels alienated in a school environment that lacks comprehensive policies to protect LGBTQ students. His academic performance has suffered and Thomas exhibits symptoms of severe anxiety and depression, including social withdrawal and vocalizing um, a sense of de despair about his future. Thomas has also expressed frustration over the lack of access to gender-affirming care and resources in his community, further exacerbating his feelings of isolation and helplessness. His parents, while supportive, feel overwhelmed and unsure about how to navigate the legal and medical complexities associated with Thomas' transition and well-being. So, what should the school social worker's initial intervention focus on? We have A, advocacy for school policy changes, B, intensive individual counseling, C, referral to a gender specialist, and then we have D, community resource connection. All right, so let's first start with A, advocacy for school policy changes. What do we do with this? Do we keep it or do we get rid of it? Remember guys, we wanna to get to our best too. So what are we gonna do with A? I would keep it for now. All right, we can keep it for now. What about B, intensive individual counseling? Do we keep it or do we get rid of it? Anybody? I'm stumped on this one. So I will say keep it for now. And that's okay. We can keep it for now. Renee, I'm going to get you up here one day. I see you creeping in the chat. <laughs> All right, what about C? Toss it. Toss, toss it. Toss that one. Okay, we can toss C. What about D, community resource connection? Toss that one. I would toss. Okay, now we're down to our best two. Remember what I tell you guys, right, about when you're stuck between two, you want to go back. You want to look at who you're serving and you want to look at what the presenting problem is and then choose. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to help you guys out. We have a 16-year-old high school student. Always pay attention to what, how old this kid is because that gives you a clue to where he is cognitively and behaviorally and developmentally. After that, we note that he is going through a web of challenges since coming out as transgender. So then I have to apply sexual orientation and what problems I know that that community faces because that is his chief complaint. So I'm gonna note that as a presenting problem. The other piece of his, as we're looking at this, I want you to think, what are all the symptoms of the problem? So we have that he has a supportive family, great. 
Thomas faces systemic barriers and overt discrimination at school, contributing to a significant decline in his mental health. Right there is really specifically what the problem is. Now, after that, they get into more symptoms of the problem. He encounters daily micro, um, microaggressions, misgendering from peers and staff, feels alienated in the school environment. He lacks that lacks comprehensive policies to protect the LGBTQ students. His academic performance is suffering. He has severe anxiety and depression. He's going through symptoms of social withdrawal and vocalization, a sense of despair. Those things are all important. His parents, they want to help him, but they're unsure of how to help him navigate some of the legal and medical complexities. What you have to think about, this kid has multiple things going on connected to his sexual orientation. Remember that the chief complaints that there are systemic barriers and discrimination in school. He has a significant decline in his mental health. Those are the issues related to him in the coming out process of where he is. Now, A and B are your two choices left. Both are good choices. But only one of them is going to be your first initial choice to attack the problem. Think, what is the most effective, important thing I need to do first to help my client? Now I want you guys to choose. Linda, you popped off I would the choose mic. B, yeah, I would choose B. Tell me, Linda, if you don't mind, why is your inkling on B? Well, between the two choices, I would say B because I will be need to address the symptoms related to his decline in his mental health. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would address first. Thank you, ma'am, because <laughs> guess what? You're absolutely correct. So because right here, his, him having intensive individual counseling is gonna provide him with um, support in addressing his severe anxiety and depression. Changing school policies, that's important, but it's not gonna help him with the immediate uh, management of his symptoms. So intensive individual counseling, given the severity of Thomas' mental health symptoms, including significant anxiety, depression, and feelings of despair, the most urgent needs to provide him with a supportive and therapeutic space, a safe space. Intensive individual counseling can offer the immediate emotional support Thomas requires, allowing him to navigate his complex feelings, developing coping strategies, and begin to rebuild his sense of safety and um, a sense of self. Now, advocates, advocacy for school policy changes, that is crucial, but represents a longer-term intervention that may not immediately address his acute mental health needs, which is what I believe we were stuck between. The referral to a gender specialist is important to step in supporting Tom's transition, but should be done um, by the mental health support uh, later on his process to address his emotional distress, but not a first because of what his presenting problem is. 
Community resource connection can provide valuable support and reduce isolation, but may not be sufficient to address the depth of Thomas mental health challenges at this point. So initiating intensive individual counseling for Thomas addresses the immediate concern of his severe mental health symptoms, providing a foundation upon which further interventions such as advocacy, specialized referral, and community support can be built. Did that help in terms of when you're in between two? Because a lot of people have that issue when they're in between two, they struggle with which one they should choose. Remember to always go back. Make sure you note who your client is and make sure you understand what the presenting problem is. It's not always that obvious in just a one line at the stem. Sometimes the more specifics of the problem gives you more because even in the first line of this vignette, they gave a generalization of the problem. Complex web of challenging sense coming out as transgender. It doesn't give you anything. The line after that gave me everything. Despite having a supportive family, Thomas faces systemic barriers and overt discrimination in school, contributing to a significant decline in his mental health. Right there told me exactly what I should focus on in the STEM. Was that helpful? Linda, I think yes, you popped off too. Yes, yes, it's it very was, helpful. It was helpful, but I think a part of me kind of got tricked up, kind of trying to figure out what kind of social worker it was and what setting because it mainly addressed school problems. So at first I'm like, is this a school social worker? So then I was thinking maybe we'll do A, but I do understand. Mm -hmm. Now, here's another red flag because I I believe you're dealing with school social work, right? No, that was just my first love. I'm a medical social Oh, that was your first mm -hmm. love? Okay, so throw yourself out of it. <laughs> everything you know because this is where because you're adding to the question it doesn't say there's a school social worker there it may be in that setting but we have no idea it doesn't name the role of the social worker nor is it present is it no so we can't add to the question that will mess you up right so remember that that will mess you up throw yourself out everything you know because we know this test is the way it's built it's not built on, unfortunately, real life examples of what we do in practice. So we got to pretend to be a fresh out of school grad school where we know nothing. <laughs> but do not add to the question. Linda. But in, in the in the question, it says what should the so school social worker initially intervene, focus on. So that's why I was thinking it, it was a school social worker. Got it. I just missed that ADHD part where you corrected me, but it wasn't in the whole the vignette, right? Mm -hmm, right, so, right. Yeah, so it wasn't in the, it was in the question part, but not the vignette. Again, you gotta look at what the person came in with. It just said complex web of challenges, since coming out as transgender, that was a generalized part of the problem. It didn't give you everything, the next line did. So again, going back to not adding to the question, or the vignette, but also making sure that even if you know what the role is, it may not even have anything to do with how to attack the problem. So remember who you're serving, look for the chief complaint. And if they give you a generalized chief complaint, it doesn't mean that that's the whole entire specific problem. Does that clarify what I mean? 
I want to make sure you guys have this down because that's a common thing that I hear and a common thing that I see. So I want to make sure we, we got this down because when people get stuck between two, that's usually where we're looking for the answer when it's right in front of us. But does that help? Okay, I hear I got it. Okay, so we're ready to go on to the next one. All right, let's go on to the next one. So Ava, a 32-year-old social worker, has been providing support to Layla, a 28-year-old refugee who recently resettled in the U.S. Layla has been experiencing significant challenges adjusting to her new life, including language barriers, cultural differences, and the trauma of fleeing country from her home country. Layla expresses feelings of isolation, difficulty in forming new social connections, and a profound sense of loss for her cultural identity and community. She also reports symptoms of anxiety and depression, which she attributes to her displacement and the stress of navigating an unfamiliar society. Ava recognizes the complexities of Layla's situation, which encompasses not only the psychological impact of her refugee experience, but also the social cultural challenges of assimilation and identity reformation, reformation in a new country. Considering Layla's multifaceted challenges related to her refugee status, cultural adjustment, and mental health, what should Ava's initial intervention focus on? So we have A, cultural competency training, B, trauma-informed therapy, C, language and cultural education programs, D, community support groups. Okay. Maurice, what are you doing? You should be up here, Maurice. <laughs> I see you in the chat. So with that being said, let's look at A. Do we keep A or do we get rid of A? What are we going to do with A first? Anybody? It's so quiet. I'm looking at the chat, but I'm looking for, look, y'all, y'all gotta be, her name, you should be up here. <laughs> keep it for now. Okay, we can keep it for now. What about trauma-informed therapy? Toss it. All right, what about C, language and cultural education programs? Okay, what about community support groups? Toss that one. Yeah, toss it. So now we're stuck between two, cultural competency training or language cultural education programs. We're stuck between two, which one should we do? I'm checking the chat as well. Would it be A? A is out. I was, yeah, C. <clears throat> Let's see. Well, C is out too. Mm, oh, mm, mm. I got y'all tonight. All right, so look, I'm so happy. I got killed with some real <laughs> good ones. <laughs> look, all right, that's fine. We're going to get it. Look, it's better for you to get it wrong now than on the test. So let's hit it. Now, I'm going to go back over. We're going to say, who is the client? Y'all going to hear me on y'all test. I'm telling y'all. I'm be there in spirit. So <laughs> who is the client? 28-year-old refugee, right? Recently resettled in the U.S. I'm, I would highlight that. Now, 
she's experienced significant challenges adjusting to her new life. So I would say, including language barriers, cultural differences, and the trauma of fleeing conflict from her home country. Right there is her problem. She's going through adjustment and due to her language barriers, cultural differences, and the trauma of fleeing conflict from her home country. That's the chief complaint of what she's coming in with. Now, her symptoms, feeling isolated, difficulty in forming social, new social connections, a profound sense of loss for her cultural identity and community. Those are symptoms, right? So I would highlight those as symptoms of the problem. The other symptoms, anxiety and depression. Uh-oh, now we have diagnosis. They would pop out at me where she feels displaced in the stress of navigating unfamiliar society. Those to me are symptoms. Now, there's psychological impact of her refugee experience and the social cultural challenges of assimilation and reformation in a new country. Those are also part of her problems. Now, her issues are multifaceted. When I have the initial intervention Focus on what she needs, refugee status, cultural adjustment, and her mental health. Those are the three in the question. Now, what would it be? I gave you all guys a bone now. I went back and I broke the question down. What would the answer be? B. Yes. B. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Linda was like, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yes, B, trauma-informed therapy. Initiating trauma-informed therapy sessions will be able to address the psychological impact of her experiences as a refugee and her symptoms of anxiety and depression. One of the things that I always tell y'all, if there's a diagnosis in there or even symptoms of a diagnosis, you always want to highlight that. Her chief complaint was the trauma she's experienced from her transition, along with the cultural differences assimilation and identity reformation and reformation in a new country. Those things were pretty evident to me. A, C, and D don't necessarily help her with that, not right away. And they're looking at an intervention. That was the other clue. So here is the formal rationale. Given Layla's symptoms of anxiety and depression, her history as a refugee, trauma-informed therapy is a crucial initial, initial intervention. This approach acknowledges the impact of Layla's past traumatic experiences and provides a safe space for her to process these emotions and begin healing. Trauma-informed therapy can also address the underlying psychological barriers to Layla's adjustment and integration into her new life. So why not the other options? A, cultural competency training is important for Ava as a social worker to enhance her understanding of Layla's background, but it does not directly address Layla's immediate mental health needs. C, Language and cultural education programs can be helpful in facilitating Leah's integration, but may not be sufficient to address the deeper psychological impacts of her refugee experience and the trauma associated with it. D, community support groups could provide Layla with social connections and a sense of community, but this intervention may not fully address the complex mental health issues Layla is facing due to her traumatic experiences. So focusing on trauma-informed therapy, guys, provides a foundational approach to supporting Layla, addressing her immediate mental health concerns, and laying the groundwork for further interventions can, that can assist her with cultural adjustment and integration. 
I got y'all again. Ask yourselves, who is the client? What is the chief complaint or presenting problem that they're coming in with? Never stray from that, ever. All right, we are going to, what, oh, Michael gonna come up? Michael, what happened? I saw you raise your hand. He put his hand back down. Better yet, I'm gonna pull both of y'all up. How about that? Michael and Marisa, if you can come up, y'all come on up. We need some nails up here. Come on up, y'all. Come on up. All right. Thank y'all. So we are going to do the next one. All right. Another LGBT type question. Marco, a social worker, is providing support to Nadia, a 24-year-old asylum seeker who has been in the country for six months. Nadia has faced significant trauma, having fled persecution based on her sexual orientation in her home country. Since her arrival, she has been struggling with severe anxiety, cultural disorientation, and a fear of the asylum process. Nadia lives in a community where she feels isolated due to language barriers and a lack of understanding of her LGBTQ identity. She has confided in Marco that she feels disconnected from her cultural roots, while also fearing rejection from her own community due to her sexual orientation. Marco recognizes the complexities of Nadia's situation, encompassing not only the trauma of her past and the stress of the asylum process, but also the child maintaining her identity. All right, what should Marco do next to provide support? So we have A, LGBTQ, support groups for immigrants, B, trauma-informed counseling, C, cultural competency training for Nadia, or D, legal assistance for asylum process. So let's start with A. Do we keep A or do we get rid of A? Keep it. Keep A. All right, what about B? Do we keep trauma-informed counseling or do we toss it? Linda, you popped off, so I'm not sure just if you were keep, trying to answer. <laughs> yeah, just keep, just, just keep it for keep. now. All right. Now, C, do we keep cultural competency training for Nadia, or, are we, or that's how, what are we doing with it? Throw it out. All right. What about D? Do we keep legal assistance for asylum process, or do we throw it out? Throw it out. Throw it out. Even the in child, she's studying too. All right, so we're stuck between two. Now, like I had you guys do before, I want you to click on that link if you're new in here. Again, I see another new face. It's in the room chat. Click on that link. And I want you guys to read this again. Remember, look for who your client is. So I'm going to help you out. Nadia, 24-year-old asylum seeker. They've been in the country for six months. Now, Nadia has faced significant trauma, having fled persecution based on her sexual orientation in her country. That, I would think, is the presenting problem. Since her arrival, she has been struggling with severe anxiety, cultural disorientation, and the fear of the asylum process. Those, to me, are symptoms of the problem. Nadia lives in a community where she feels isolated due to language 
barriers and a lack of understanding of her cultural identity. Symptoms of the problem. She confided about feeling disconnected to Marco, right? Symptom of the problem, fear and rejection from her own community due to her sexual orientation. Symptom of the problem. Marco, who is the social worker, encompassed not only the trauma of her past and the stress of the asylum process, but also the challenges of accuration and maintaining her identity. Now look at the question. What should Marco do next to provide her support? Based on what's there, we have A and B. Keep B. Because you're going to address the trauma with and trauma um, focus counselor. All right. So, Renee, I'm going to call you out in the chat. She says, A. A would not be the first thing I would do based on a presenting problem. She's had significant trauma. A support group at this time is not going to immediately address that. So, B, trauma-informed counseling, considering the depth of her trauma and the ongoing stressors related to her assignment status and identity, trauma-informed counseling is the most immediate foundational support that Marco, the social worker, can provide. This approach will address Nadia's psychological needs, offering her a safe space to process her experiences and develop coping strategies for anxiety and fears related to both her past persecution and current uncertainties. Now, let's look at A. LGBTQ support groups for immigrants could provide valuable community support, but it may not address the deep-seated trauma and anxiety Nadia is experiencing, which needs to be the immediate thing that we address. C, cultural competency training for Nadia might help her understand her new environment better, but it doesn't directly address her mental health needs or the trauma she has endured. D, legal assistance for asylum process is crucial for Nadia's security and future in the country, but Markle's immediate role is her social worker to address her mental and emotional well-being, which is foundational to her being able to engage effectively with the legal process. So focusing on trauma-informed counseling provides a direct approach to supporting Nadia's mental health, laying the groundwork for her to engage with other forms of support, including community groups and legal assistance in a more empowered and resilient manner. Just remember, guys, that, oh, I'm looking at what Renee's saying. Okay, so it's just like the last question. I thought more focus was on her transition. Nope, 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 nope. I put this question here, one similar on purpose, <laughs> to see if you guys would choose the same thing. So interventions with clients, which in the masters, but psychotherapy, and the clinical, they are not very different at all. Okay, just remember that. You have to be able to not only be aware of the diagnosis, but the intervention that is effective intervention that's used even with a certain population. So this was an application question yet again. I pointed out to you guys that her general thing that she came in with was that she's had significant trauma, but persecution based on her sexual orientation in her home country. The symptoms were her severe anxiety, cultural disorientation, and fear of the asylum process. That basically was it. Do not stray away, even if you think I'm trying to trick you, from the presenting problem, okay? 
Do not stray away from that. Y'all going to be hearing me like a broken record on the exam. All right. Any questions about that before we go on to the next one? I promise you the next one is not going to be like the last two. Nothing. We good. I was checking the chat. All right. Let's move along. So Jasmine, a 38-year-old client, has been working with a clinical social worker, Elena, for several months to address issues related to anxiety and a history of complex trauma. Jasmine, who identifies as bisexual woman of mixed ethnicity, has shared experience of discrimination and microaggression in both her personal and professional life, which have been compounded with her mental health challenges. Recently, Jasmine disclosed difficulties in her relationship with her partner, citing a lack of understanding and support regarding her mental health and identity. These relationship issues have become a focal point in her therapy as Jasmine expresses a desire for her partner to be more involved in understanding her therapeutic journey and the complexities of her identity. Elena is mindful of the need to navigate these sensitive dynamics while maintaining professional values and confidentiality. Considering Jasmine's request for her partner to be more involved in understanding her therapeutic journey and the complexities surrounding her identity, what should Elena's next step be? So we have couples therapy sessions. We have psychoeducational material. C, consent for collaborative sessions. D, referral for partners therapy. All right, let's start with therapy. Remember, we get to take away two to get to our best two first. So A, do we keep it or do we get rid of it? Don't get quiet on me, y'all. So Renee says keep in the chat. Keep A. All right, let's keep it for now. What about B? Keep it. Okay. What about C? Toss it. Okay. What about D? Toss that one too. Okay. Now we're in between two couples therapy sessions or psychoeducational materials. Which one are we going to take out? Don't all talk at once now. <laughs> I say take out um, psychoeducational materials that would not immediately address what is stated in the STEM from my point of view. How does everybody good. else feel? <laughs> good. That's good. And A, does everyone agree that that's the answer? I'm going to check the chat as well. This photo says yes. All right. We keep it at y'all? What's happening? Like, oh my God, Char, I feel so alone. Nobody's saying anything. I know. What's happening here? I'm just like, <laughs> y'all, come on now. She by up here by herself taking this test. I'm looking at the chat too. Yeah, it's cute. I, I think I just scared everybody with these questions tonight. What'd you say, Maurice? I was thinking B, but you can keep Maurice. A. I think A may be right because at the end she talked about the relationship. Mm-mm. 
and gone. Gone, gone, gone. I got y'all good tonight again. So we're going to go back. I got you. (laughs) No, ain't me either. So we're going to go back. We're going to break this down first. All right. Oh, I did a good job with these questions. Okay. So 38-year-old Jasmine, we know who our client is, has been working with Elena for several months to address issues related to anxiety and history of complex trauma. So right there, we need to note what did our client come in with and we have the duration, right? So I'm noting anxiety and the history of complex trauma. So I need to make sure that that pops out to me. Now, Jasmine, who identifies as a bisexual woman of mixed ethnicity, has shared experiences of discrimination and microaggressions in both her personal and professional life which have compounded her mental health challenges. Okay. That is important to note. Recently, Jasmine discloses difficulties of her relationship with her partner, citing a lack of understand, a lack of understanding support regarding her mental health and identity. Okay. So she's disclosing to you more of what is currently presenting problem because it says recently these relationship issues have become a focal point in therapy oh that is a part of the presenting problem isn't it as jasmine expresses a desire for her partner to be more involved in understanding her therapeutic journey and the complexities of her identity so even though she came in with anxiety and history of complex trauma. They've been, she's been in therapy for months. She, she talks about being a bisexual woman, mixed it, um, ethnicity, has shared experiences of discrimination and microaggression. That's not necessarily what the issue is. The key word here was recently. She discloses difficulties in uh, relationships with her partner and wants her partner to understand her identity and wants more support from her partner. What is the issue with doing couples therapy first? Because next and first mean the same thing. Anybody know? Okay. <laughs> the issue might be, even though couples therapy might be beneficial, but it could blur the lines of Jasmine's individual therapeutic goals and the primary focus of her therapy on her personal mental health challenges. Because it's not couples therapy and right now she wants her significant other to understand. The other thing is you do not have consent (laughs) for that to happen yet. The correct answer would be consent for collaborative session. We have to obtain Jasmine's written consent for a collaborative session first. Elena can provide a structure and therapeutic environment to educate Jasmine's partner about her mental health challenges and the impact of her identity experiences. This approach respects client confidentiality and professional boundaries while addressing Jasmine's desire for her partner to gain a deeper understanding of her therapeutic journey. We cannot do that without consent first. Okay. B, psychoeducational materials can be useful 
but it may lack the personalization and depth of understanding that Jasmine's wishes are harder to achieve, which is best facilitated through direct communication within a therapeutic context. And of course, you guys didn't pick D, you guys crossed D out, but here's a rationale. Referral for partners therapy could be helpful for the partner, but doesn't directly address Jasmine's current request for her partner to be more involved and informed about her therapeutic process and identity-related issues. So opting for a collaborative session with Jasmine's consent allows for a targeted approach to involve her partner in understanding her mental health and identity within a supportive, controlled setting, fostering empathy and support in their relationship. The key word here besides consent for a collaborative session because we can't jump over that. We can't just invite, you know, do couples therapy. We can't invite her partner without consenting to her first to be a part of it. So part of this again was making sure you understand what her chief complaint was. She's been in therapy for months. However, it wasn't her most recent complaint. Her recent complaint was really her partner and a lack of understanding of her mental health and identity. That was the problem and has been the focal point of therapy at this time. So that is our current issue. The other piece of this is that last line, Elena is mindful of the need to navigate these sensitive dynamics while maintaining professional boundaries and confidentiality. This is an ethical question. I didn't mess y'all up today, didn't I? Yes, I did. <laughs> I will take that for the win. I'll take that. But that's okay. If y'all are getting stumped now, I'd rather for y'all to get stumped, messed up now than stumped and messed up on the test. Okay. Renee, you say you'll do that the next time. <laughs> Girl, I'm trying to get trying to get these questions in. Okay. With that being said, that will definitely be an ethics question. All right, with that, we're going to go and look at the next one. I didn't mess y'all up today. So here's the next one. So, Karim, so a 40, what'd you say? Go ahead, go ahead, what'd you that, say, Michael? That biggest thing was consent. Yes, but that key word was consent, but um, sometimes people can jump right into action, right? So part of this was making sure that you knew what her issue was. And I, again, the tonight's uh, session, I think I really wanted to drain into y'all as much as I could presenting problem. What is the client's problem? What is it? Because even in the beginning, all the videos that I gave y'all tonight, mostly they gave you a generalized overview of what the problem was, but was it really the real problem? No, you got to make sure you know what that problem is so you don't get caught up in the details. From there, you can cross eliminate the two that will effectively address it. The other part is most of the vignettes I gave y'all, the provider is kind of hinting at what they're trying to do. So that was the other clue. Okay, I'm giving away all the juice. With that, we're gonna go into the next one, okay? Last one for the night. Karim, a 45-year-old client, began therapy sessions with a clinical social worker, Sophia, after experiencing significant life changes, including a recent divorce and job loss. Karim, who immigrated from a war-torn country 20 years ago, has a complex history of trauma, including witnessing violence and losing family members. Recently, Karim disclosed difficulties in adapting to his new life circumstances, 
compounded by resurgence of PTSD symptoms linked to a past trauma. He also expressed feelings of isolation due to cultural differences and a lack of a supportive community. Karim's situation is further complicated by his struggle with his sexual identity, which he feels unable to reconcile with his cultural and religious beliefs. Sophia recognizes the need to address the multifaceted aspects of Karim's identity, trauma history, and current life stressors in a sensitive and holistic manner. So, what should Sophia's next step be in providing effective support? We have trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy. We've got B, cultural competency consultation. We've got C, support group for immigrants. We've got D, integrative identity work. Let's hit it. A, trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy. Do we keep it or do we throw it out? Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. All right. B, cultural competency consultation. Do we keep it or do we throw it out? Toss it. Toss it. B, I mean, not B, <laughs> C, support groups for immigrants. Do we throw it out? Toss it. Yep, throw it out. Or do we keep it? Okay. D, integrated identity work. Do we keep it or throw it out? Toss it. Toss. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and throw, throw trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy out because that's, that's out. Y'all didn't fell for the okie doke once wow. again. I got y'all tonight. All right, let's go. So don't you saying wild? I know you're disappointed, but that's okay. If you get them wrong, you learn it. Miss Kelly, stop doing that. She in a, she in a chat with the <laughs> the face. So let's go back and break it down because that's what this room is about, right? So 45 year old client began therapy sessions with the clinical social worker Sophia after experiencing significant life changes, including a recent divorce and a job loss. So right there, we want to note that. Not sure if that's a presenting problem yet, but we want to note what she came in with, okay? So Karim, who immigrated from a war-torn country 20 years ago, has complex history of trauma, including witnessing violence and losing family members. Okay, to me, that's also part of what she came in with, so I would highlight that. Recently, keyword, she discloses Difficulties in adapting to, or he, difficulties in adapting to his new life circumstances, compounded by a resurgence of PTSD symptoms linked to past traumas. Okay. He also expresses feelings of isolation due to cultural differences and a lack of supportive community. Okay, I will highlight that. Karim's situation is further complicated by a struggle with his sexual identity which he feels unable to reconcile with cultural and religious beliefs. Uh oh, to me, that is a big problem. Sophia recognizes the need to address multifaceted aspects of Corinne's identity, trauma history, current life stressors in a sensitive and holistic manner. Keyword holistic. Now, Let's talk about why it wouldn't be trauma-focused cognitive behavior therapy. It is a valuable tool for addressing PTSD symptoms, but 
may not fully address the complexities of Corinne's cultural and sexual identity issues, which are integral to his overall experience. So A would be out. B, cultural competency consultation could enhance Sophia's understanding of the cultural factors at play, but does not directly involve Karim in the therapeutic process of addressing his unique challenges and needs. So B is out. C, support group for immigrants could provide value community support, but might not offer the personalized space Karim needs to work through the intricacies of his identity and trauma within the therapeutic context. D, integrated identity work would be the correct answer. Karim's situation requires a therapeutic approach that not only addresses his trauma, but also considers the complexities of his cultural background and sexual identity. Integrated identity work would provide a holistic framework for Karim's to explore and reconcile aspects of his identity in a safe and supportive environment. This approach acknowledges the interconnectedness of his experiences and the impact of mental health and well-being. Engaging in integrated identity work directly involves Karim's in a comprehensive exploration of his multifaceted identity, providing a more nuanced and effective approach to his therapy that encompasses all aspects of his experiences and his challenges. This is a to me a multifaceted um, content application question. This is a psychotherapy content area three question, or what I call it, between the masters and the clinical exam. Now, I could see where you guys was, if you're seeing trauma, like, oh, trauma-focused CBT, that must be it. But you're missing the focal point of what his issue was. Yes, he has trauma. Yes, he has PTSD. Yes, he need, he's adapting to his new life circumstances. He has resurgence of the PTSD linked to past trauma. Yes, he has cultural differences, the feelings of isolation. But then it says his situation is further complicated by his struggle with his sexual identity, which he feels unable to reconcile with his cultural and religious beliefs. That would be the first thing I would need to address because it encompasses everything. His identity, his cultural background, which is a part of him, his trauma history, his sexual identity, integrated is a whole list of being able to approach it. In the end part, the Sophia, uh, I said the Sophia, Sophia recognizes that she needs a holistic approach. Integrated identity work would encompass all of that in one. Trauma-focused CBT only addresses his trauma-associated symptoms and his background. It does not address the identity piece or the sexual um, identity related to his culture and religious beliefs. I know this was a hard question. You're scratching your head today. <laughs> but I'm hoping that by listening to this and looking over it, you see why integrated identity work would be the answer. Y'all oh, quiet again? Did I mess y'all up today? <laughs> Linda, Michael, Marie, Shayla, what's happening? 
Miss <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Cheetah Chat. She said real. <laughs> she said W H W W W. Renee says yes. Look, I read. Look, I'm giving y'all the no, hard no, questions I now. It. I get it. <laughs> y'all get it. <laughs> yeah, I do. I see what you mean. Okay. Look, I want y'all to pass now, but y'all have to get those application questions down. They will mess you up. Okay. And with that, I'm going to conclude because I have another group to do. If y'all on Tickety Talk tonight, y'all will catch me up there tonight and Tuesday. I may do a pop-up room because I'm feeling a little bit better. Um, but y'all will be okay. I will put this up. I have about three episodes I need to get edited and done and I'll uh, upload them. But y'all going to be okay. I'd rather for y'all to get the questions now to not get them later. I'm out of this joint. I will see y'all later. Hopefully I left y'all with some things to contemplate. Have a good night.